We have our eyes on other people so much that we actually don't even see ourselves. So I think it's opening us up to maybe a self-awareness movement today that is desperately needed because if we can see ourselves more clearly, the goal is not only that I would hurt other people less, that I would offend other people less, but actually that I would be able to offer grace. There's a lot of buzz out there about the Enneagram. Mostly good, occasionally bad, but some of you are just tired of hearing about it. Some of you love it so much you can't stop talking about it. Don't be that guy. But today, my wife and I are going to crack open the topic of the Enneagram. Now, my wife and I entered this from a different perspective. Julie comes as a counselor and I come as a coach, and we've seen the value of this tool in our own relationships, in our own marriage. It has been so helpful and even healing within our marriage. We do couples nights. We train teams together, churches, nonprofits, businesses, and this is such a helpful tool. So again, don't go overboard on the Enneagram. Not every single thing that you do in life relates back to this, but it is about motivation. So we believe this is an incredibly helpful tool. So during this episode, we want to talk to you more about how it applies, why it applies, and kind of just give you a state of where we think the Enneagram is right now and how it's developing. Some of that for good, some of that for ill, and a little bit in between. But before we get there, I want to let you know that we have an overview training for you. Now, if you're saying, I need an introduction to the Enneagram, this is the place to start. We've got a video training for you guys, and it talks about what the Enneagram is. It gives an overview of each number, and it's a very basic level that anybody can understand. This is available for individual and team use. You can have this for your team. You can use this in HR or hiring. does not matter how you utilize this in your team, but we think this can be a practical addition to your team. So this video training, you can find it at stayforth.com backslash Enneagram. If you don't know how to spell it, just Google it. But stayforth.com backslash Enneagram, and you can download our training introducing the Enneagram. Hope you enjoy this conversation with me and my bride, Julie Briggs. We're talking about the Enneagram. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, and I'm particularly excited. We have a very special guest with us today, the one and only Julie Briggs. Hey there, happy to be in my dining room talking to my husband. Stay Fort Designs World Headquarters here at the Briggs home. Our kids are in school today, so the house is quiet. We're going to talk about the Enneagram. We do a lot of training around the Enneagram, whether it's for teams at churches or nonprofits, businesses. And I would say particularly who has led the charge is Julie. Now we get to do a lot of these together, but she really comes from that counselor background and I come from more of the coach background. So we love doing these trainings together. We love traveling around to to various churches and leading these intensives. And we are learning a lot about this in the process. So we'll share some of the things that we are learning personally, but we wanted to give a little bit of the state of the Enneagram, at least from our perspective, in terms of what we're learning and how we're seeing the conversation develop. And if you just want a 1.0 perspective, what is the Enneagram and a brief description, you can go back to episode 10 from last year. But this, we just wanna continue the conversation. So the conversation's developing a lot. Julie, why don't you share kind of that first thing that we're really seeing around the Enneagram right now? Well, I would just say that like anything people get really into, 
Um, some people are going to want to get really right back out of it. So I see the Enneagram as being a tool that a lot of people have found very helpful. Um, some people would even take it to that point of just being a new hip fad and having a bunch of fun with it. And then you have a whole nother group of people who are just not into it, frankly tired of everybody talking about it all the time. Um, and maybe this is very telling of my own uh, Enneagram number is my stance is very much like if you're into it and you can find some benefit from it and it's become a helpful tool for you, then awesome, use it. If you're not into it and you're sick of everybody talking about it all the time, then that's great. I don't need to convince you. <laughs> and don't be why that guy. Don't be that guy be who talks it. about it all the time. Yes. Of course, you're eating that cereal. You must be a blank. Like you know, you've gone to a new level if that's the case. Yes, people can get very annoying with it. That's definitely sure. Yes, some people are getting tired of it. First of all, so that that's our first acknowledgement. We understand in many circles it's getting talked about too much. We get it. If that's people around you, like Julie says, uh, they're not into it, then maybe just stop the conversation there. Maybe they'll get yes. into it eventually. Maybe they're a resistor. Who knows? Secondly, I just see it continues to gain steam. Uh, it's several different areas, but a couple that I see, number one, socially. I mean, I'm hearing about it all the time at parties and around dinner with other people. People are curious and just talking about it. Where are you seeing that? Well, I think people have just seen how it can be used as a positive tool. People are having, you know, these light bulb aha moments of realizing they almost have this secret weapon to not only understand themselves better, but the people that they are in direct relationship with. So I think when people start to recognize it as that, uh, then it just becomes this thing they want to continue to invest in to figure out how they can better their relationships. Yeah, people are excited about it. And so I think socially, it also spreads really well. When you talk about nine different numbers, that spreads really well. I mean, when have you ever been at a party and it's like, hey, so what's your Myers-Briggs? I mean, it probably I can count that on two fingers. Maybe a party full of psychologists Don't go something. to that party. <laughs> that, that sounds like a terrible party. But hearing about this all the time, again, maybe bordering on a little obsession, but lots of people are talking about it. It's socially spreading. Um, the second area, though, that we see is the business world is really grabbing it. I mean, I think it's becoming the number one tool um, recently, StoryBrand has done a series on that with Ian Morgan Cron, uh, and they're including it in their training resources. Um, I've worked with a couple businesses this year in regards to hiring. How are they utilizing that with hiring? We work with some church teams. How does your team work together in that? How can it be helpful as a business tool? Yeah, I mean, helping teams learn how to communicate better with each other is uh, amazing. I mean, it improves the bottom line, it improves the culture of the business, it improves um, your reach and your impact. When, when teams can work better together, interact better together, communicate better together. Uh, so this has just been a really fun tool to use with teams. We were doing a training once and one number got up and said, here's what I need based on my hardwiring. And then the next number got up and said, here's what I need. It was completely different. Basically the exact opposite thing. Yeah. Do this for me. Please don't do <laughs> but this. But it gave them a language to be able to say, um, you know, this is what I need. And, and for people to be able to respect that instead of just being like, well, that's stupid. Or you should respond the way I do. Or you should need what I need. Next shift that we're seeing. Less people are skeptical of it. I think this is a really helpful piece of it right now. 
Um, it's been there for a long time, but I think it has gone incredibly popular. And so, um, rightfully so, less, less people are skeptical of it. People were worried about, you know, where did it come from and, you know, what could be behind it and those kind of things. I'm not hearing that as much anymore. People thought it was weird and now people are going, oh my goodness, this is an incredible tool. A powerful tool can be applied to many different areas. So I think that's a really helpful thing. Um, the last thing that we're really observing is that couples are utilizing this for their marriage and it can be so helpful and even healing uh, for their marriage. This has been really great for Julie and I and we've actually begun to work with some other couples as well to say how does this impact how we communicate or don't communicate. Maybe we're like ships in the night and we're just not talking the same language. We just don't understand and I know for me it's been incredibly helpful for me to realize this is not an excuse but this is why I'm looking for this kind of thing. Um, Jules, talk about that, how couples can utilize this as a helpful tool. Well, personally, I've heard from a lot of people who have said things like, wow, I really wish I would have had this information 10 years ago, or I really wish my spouse and I would have known this stuff uh, going into marriage, maybe even before we got married, not having anything to do with maybe we wouldn't have gotten married, but just, uh, wow, it would have been helpful to understand each other on this whole nother, deeper level. Um, there are things that could have been avoided, other things that would have been said differently. Uh, so that's why we just call it kind of this secret weapon, this magical tool that you can have to understand um, yourself and your people better. And again, who doesn't need better communication in their relationships, we especially don't, their romantic right? relationships? We're perfect. So we'll talk about it later. Oh, um, so I think uh, people have just started to see, I don't know, it's the, the eye-opening, the, okay, this, this makes sense. Um, how can I love my spouse better? How can I interact with them better? How can I speak their language better? Um, so just really powerful tool for helping relationships. I mean, it's literally affected how Julie and I um, choose date night, um, what I do on Saturday morning. We need different things. And so I'll wake up and realize um, that I may need some level of adventure. I, I do need some level of adventure in my weekend um, to, to be able to feel recharged and ready to go on Monday. So this can be really, really helpful, even healing. And I think it's coming into more counseling processes. I'm hearing it more. We utilize it on our coaching um, questionnaire ahead of time. So if I can get any jump start in understanding somebody before we start the coaching process, it's been hugely helpful. So those are kind of the big four things we're seeing. Some people are getting tired of it. It's continuing to gain steam. Um, less people are skeptical of it and couples are actually utilizing it, um, which we are really excited about. So I was with a friend the other day over dinner and he asked me, why is this spreading like wildfire? So a couple reasons why. No, number one, it's helpful. I mean, it is just helpful. Jules, why is it so helpful to us? Well, I think a lot of tools that we use either just describe us in ways that we already knew and understood, or they just tell us all the things that we're great at, which I'm a big fan of all those tools. I do think they help us focus and uh, pursue our dreams and figure out what we want to do. But the thing about this particular tool is that it shows you the good that you're capable of and it also shows you, um, you know, what you look like when you're not healthy and maybe the places that you're tempted to go when you're not in a good place or when you're not dealing with your stuff. So I think this is helpful for deeper personal awareness and spiritual growth and things like that just because it does give you access to both of those sides. 
Yeah, it's not necessarily a feel-good tool all no. the time. You probably feel like crap half the time you're studying your own number. <laughs> it's pretty prickly, which, again, is helpful because there's a lot of feel-good tools that are great. I do want to know how I'm wired and what strengths I'm wired with, but I just find that the level of helpful is like exponential with this. For example, like for me, I can see things in this. It tells me things about myself, gluttony being one. Um, if that was a good experience, thing, thing to eat, thing to do, relationship, then I want more of it. And I realize that's not normal. And so even just to see that I, I see the it world is differently. Normal. It's normal for you. It's not normal for everyone. <laughs> it's very normal for me. Like uh, even we, we laugh because I used to go to parties and I used to like eat until I felt like puking. Like as a kid, that was always what I could remember. And I was like, oh, that's how I'm done. And I realized other people maybe naturally live with more temperance than I do or an experience. I want more of this. Um, you know, I'm just kind of an all in guy. And that can be a, a challenge in life um, with four kids and the, the challenges and barriers that we have and all that. So um, on the other side of that is that I'm always looking for freedom and freedom's a big deal for me. And so learning how to balance some of those tensions together, it is so incredibly helpful. The next reason I think it's spreading like wildfire is it applies to so many contexts. Certain tools, I don't know that they're that helpful at maybe outside of work, but man, for this, you understand yourself, then you can understand you know, your spouse, your significant other, someone who you're dating, your friendships, coworkers, teams. I mean, this can make whole teams and whole organizations go around, and we've seen that in a lot of the trainings that we've done. So I love tools that literally can apply to every single relationship in your life when you know yourself. It just kind of spiders out. Yeah, I think it also is something we can use to give us more of a mirror to ourselves to help us figure out um, just being self-aware, figuring out uh, why do we process information the way we do? Why do we interact with other people uh, the way we do? How can we hit pause and ponder, you know, why am I responding this way? Or how do I need to respond differently? Um, and just to peel the layers back and to go deeper, become more self-aware, ultimately so that we can be better humans, um, not just for ourselves, but for each other, right? We want to make a better world. And I think self-awareness is a huge part of that. Not um, becoming obsessed with self or focused all the time on self. Uh, sometimes I think we do that a little bit too much and we need to focus outward a little bit more. But so many destructive things that happen, I think, in our world and in society are happening because we don't know why we feel a certain way or we don't know how to process uh, our life experiences and so this um, i've really enjoyed as a tool to help with that self-awareness and with processing you know why we respond to certain things the way we do sometimes i know it's valuable but i don't enjoy it mm -hmm. because it i mean it's prickly i get that mirror and go ouch like that's not that's not good so ironic that we're in the selfie culture and hey i'm not against selfies i actually took a selfie wearing your glasses driving this morning because I forgot mine. I I'm looked, not a selfie person. I looked ridiculous. Yeah, she's not so much. Uh, I, you know, I look a good selfie once in a while. Uh, but we're so unself-aware today. We are so busy. We're others-focused. We're looking at other people's social media. Comparison such a big deal that it's so ironic that we have our eyes on other people so much that we actually don't even see ourselves. So I, I think it's opening us up to maybe a self-awareness movement today 
that is desperately needed because if we can see ourselves more clearly, the goal is not only that I would hurt other people less, that I would offend other people less, but actually that I would be able to offer grace to them. I think this is an amazing tool for grace when we realize other people are wired this way. And um, I just kind of give them some more space and um, other people have given me more space as well. And I don't know, I, I think laughing at ourselves is, is quite helpful. And uh, we need to learn to do that sometimes in the midst of, you know, life can be hard and stressful and crazy and all those kind of things. Um, all right, a to don't list. Whenever we teach on the Enneagram, we always give these three things as a to don't list. I have so many more than three. Um, 33. <laughs> tune, like, in, tune in next episode. Don't. Don't try to type other people. Don't try to convince people that they're not the number they tell you that they are. Don't use the, Real this. quick, the, the Enneagram is about motivation. Yeah. It isn't just about action. So somebody's mm -hmm. actions may line up, but you don't know how somebody else is motivated. Right, and don't use the Enneagram, uh, the, the information that you have as a weapon to hold against other people or to make um, judgments about what they are or oh, not capable of. Oh, that was such a of. blank statement. You're well, and just to blank. assume that somebody cannot uh, is not capable of doing a certain thing because oh well they're this number so I don't think they have the capacity or the whatever you let people figure out their own capacity um, and so d don't use this as a way to pigeonhole um, or to tell people they can't do something be something act a certain way. Yeah, that don't use it as a weapon. Don't use it as an excuse. Don't type other people. Yeah. I, well, in the excuse piece, again, I could never do this because I'm not a whatever. This is mm -hmm. not a cop-out for you to not do hard things or things that you don't want to um, or things that take too much work. No, this is just something now you may struggle a little bit in it. You may have to work harder than other people. I've got some of those things in my life I just have to work harder at than other people, but um, it's not an excuse. Um, and the last one, don't use it as something to talk about all the time. Let's say that again. That's why a lot of people are tired of it because everyone's talking about it all the time. If you're that guy or that gal, stop being that guy or that gal and talking about it all the time. I think you talk about it too much and somebody's not ready, it's just not helpful. Um, so those are some of the to don'ts that I think are helpful. Um, I'm gonna go first on this one, but I think a, a question that we wanna end with today is what have you learned about yourself? What, what have we learned about ourselves through this? And first of all, just several things. Um, I lead as an Enneagram 7. I live as a 7. It doesn't define everything about me, but man, does it resonate. Um, first thing I've learned is I'm not like everyone else, but at the same time, I am. It's been so helpful to say uh, I'm still unique, but I'm completely normal, and that I, I get around some other 7s, and I can tell you we're going to have similar struggles we're probably gonna enjoy some similar things. Uh, I'm yet to meet a seven that doesn't love tacos. Julie says everyone loves tacos, that's not a seven I mean, thing. I mean, seriously. I mean, <laughs> they're an amazing food. I'm just saying, it's kind of a seven thing, but. Uh, but, it's, but it's not. But it's not. It's anyone who has taste buds, so. Okay, I guess I love tacos because I'm a human. That has nothing to do with the Enneagram. Secondly, I crave freedom. I crave this freedom, but I, I think I want more freedom than I actually do. I need limits to continue to live healthy and that's been really helpful to put kind of a governor uh, on that freedom. The next one, I can head toward gluttony, so I need temperance. Again, if I had an amazing experience and mountain biking was awesome that day, I'm thinking, when do I get back into the wilderness? I got back into fishing this summer and I was like, oh man, I wanna do more and more fishing. And some of that's human, but I think to recognize that and say temperance is my friend, 
um, to be able to do something well and maybe temper that with more responsibility. Um, I also have a weird relationship with responsibility and with success at the same time. Sometimes you succeed at something, people want you to do that more, that puts the pressure on, um, and that can make me feel really, really boxed in. But just having that weird relationship with responsibility, I realize that I really need to schedule things in. Uh, and the last one that I've learned is I don't love routine tasks. I mean, they, they are hard for me. And so even some of the motivation behind a journal, some of the motivation behind our tools at Stay Forth is to sort of trick me into good habits to do those things because I'm not naturally a routine guy. I wanna go out of that and be spontaneous, but in a family of six with a lot of responsibilities and leading Stay Forth, um, spontaneity doesn't really work and isn't helpful. So he, here's a funny- It still happens, it just has to be planned spontaneity. Planned spontaneity. <laughs> You're listening going, how, how is that a thing? I don't know, we, we make it work in our crazy family of six. But um, one, one of the things that I remember saying this to Julie, I don't know, a couple years ago, it was kind of those, you're driving and uh, it just out of nowhere, I was like, Julie, do, do you ever wonder if you could just like make a plan and disappear off the map without anyone finding you? And I was like, no, I've never thought about that ever. No. And then I was like, oh no, I'm a terrible human. Like, I'm not going to run away. I'm not, I'm not trying to get away from the family. But like, I think about that. And I think what's behind that is, again, this desire for total freedom. Now, it wouldn't work. I'd be like calling people immediately. You'd see Facebook posts. But that, that idea of freedom, um, escape, uh, freedom being the good thing, escape being the you know, sort of bad and, and twisted side of that. This is hard, so I want to go somewhere else. I can easily escape on my phone. I think we all can. But especially kind of go to another place where there's something more stimulating or more exciting. Um, and man, again, this has not been an easy journey for me, but it has been one of the most healthy things um, that I've had in my life and in our marriage that we both can talk about this. Um, little known secret, when we teach about this and train about this and interact, we actually learn more than anybody. I mean, we have grown so much through this. Um, so it's, it's been an absolute joy, um, but it's also been a little, little bristly, a little prickly for me. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. The last few years of, of teaching this have been amazing. So what about you, Jules? What have you learned about yourself? Well, I think a lot of it are things that maybe we sense or we know to be true of us beforehand, uh, but this just gives us a language. So with, with I find my home base in type nine, um, the peacemaker, and I've just always been the really chill, friendly person who gets along with everybody. Um, but what I've been able to identify and bring to the forefront uh, now that I have this knowledge are things like I have a desire for everything to just be okay, right? So sometimes that's really great. It's nice to have a chill person around to calm the storm, but uh, I've also had to pause and learn that sometimes things are not okay and that needs to be acknowledged. Whereas my tendency is to rush to make everything okay. It's not a big deal, everything's fine. Um, and so knowing that now about myself and having that language, it can change the way that I um, interact with different situations in my life. Uh, I, I think more than anything, it's just given me a way to pause and say things like, oh, am I merging with this person because I don't have an opinion and I'm fine with what they wanna do? Or am I merging with this person because I'm afraid that if I voice what I really want or how I really feel, it will cause conflict in the relationship. So before I just live my life, you know, quick, 
and and not think and fall into my habits and now this just gives me prompting to pause and discern why am I acting and thinking and feeling the way that I am and is it worth uh, listening to or is it just an okay part of of my life and my temperament and it you know I can lean into it so I think uh, that's been very helpful for me to just learn how to pause and think um, why why am I here why am I thinking about this so if, if you're listening to this and wonder what's my next step with the Enneagram, you could be at just a basic level, and we highly encourage you to listen to some of the podcasts out there like Typology. Of course, um, pick up the, the classic, The Road Back to You, The Path Between Us. There's some great resources There's no out there. end to resources when it so comes many to books, ones. podcasts, seminars, all sorts of stuff. And you don't have to boil the ocean on this thing. There's so many different layers of it. I would just say start somewhere. Start reading. Um, if you're married, sit down with your spouse. We actually have a video that we put together, and it's a video training that is a basic understanding of the Enneagram, uh, and it's about an hour, and it's a great investment in your time. Several people have just sat down and talked through it. It takes some time of listening and hearing. Don't go too quickly in the process, uh, but if you want to go to the next layer or level, we would highly encourage you to be able to set up a training with your team, whether that's with us or somebody else. We love traveling um, to teams, whether they're businesses, nonprofits, churches, doesn't matter. Any team can utilize this together. But also, again, don't get obsessed with it. You don't need to move so quickly that other people can't keep up with you. I realize some get more excited about it than others, um, but just take your next step with it this, this year. Maybe if you haven't applied it to work, Maybe go a next layer deeper and say, how do I live out of this at work? How do I lead out of this? Um, maybe those who you lead, ask them about this. Where do these kind of things come out? And um, the hardest person to lead is ourselves, and we know that. And many times the hardest person to understand is ourselves. Why did I do that? Um, it's just been, it's been helpful. It's fun for us. We love it, um, but we highly encourage it as a next step. We've already have, have some trainings on the books uh, mm-hmm. for this next year. Julie can go out alone to teams. We can go out together. Uh, we've done a couple of Enneagram date nights that have been awesome. And it's kind of low lighting, and we're going to have some discussion at the tables. Meaning there were other couples there. It wasn't just Alan and I theming our yeah. date night with Actually, the Enneagram. That, that's kind of weird, <laughs> but um, I guess we could make that happen. That no. would be that would be uh, No. Okay, it's a no. Uh, but yeah, for me, everything's an adventure, right? See, our numbers are coming out as we speak. But no, yeah, we, we absolutely love um, having couples come together over this and teams. We look forward to it. But hopefully you guys enjoyed kind of a next, what is the state of the Enneagram from our perspective? Uh, if there's anything that we missed here, would love for you to go ahead and comment on our Stay Forth Designs Facebook page. Again, head on over to Facebook and hit like, follow us along there heading over to instagram that's usually where we release new content and we drop this podcast twice a week every tuesday and thursday you'll hear from us so thanks for joining the conversation and julie thanks for joining me at stay Fort designs world headquarters i.e our dining room table i'm so happy to be here and i'm really happy to go eat some lunch let's do it well i have always struggled to get stuff done I'm not exactly the most focused person in the world. I am an Enneagram 7. So the moment that I heard that, I was both excited and I was a little sad to learn, oh yeah, these things are very, very normal. A lot of the things um, that I have wrestled with my whole life, you know what? Other people wrestle with them as well. And Enneagram 7, kind of our curse 
And sometimes our joy is that we have monkey brain. We are always thinking about new things and that makes it really hard to focus squirrel. I mean, we get distracted so easily. So over time, I've learned some of the ways to be able to combat that, to be able to focus, to be able to take all that energy that I am born with and that you know I wake up with each day and to focus that into the work that I'm doing for meaning and for purpose. And so I decided to put that into a guide. So I've created an Enneagram 7's Guide to Adulting. So as you can imagine, there's some poking fun at us 7's and the issues that we have, but there's some really practical things. A couple of things that I cover are filters for saying yes and no, we want to do every idea, which one should we actually do for blocking your time so that you don't get to the end of the day as a seven and realize, man, I didn't get anything done. I've done a whole lot of things, but I haven't actually done anything. And also a steady weekly rhythm, which has been a game changer for me. We have a lot of tools around time and planning. And please hear this. I am not a productivity junkie because I was born productive and organized, but because those tools actually have saved my life in so many ways and have taken me from spontaneous to focused when you apply some tools and you apply a little bit of discipline to that. So would love for you to get this free download. It's free right now, an Enneagram 7's Guide to Adulting. You can go to focus.rightsideupleader backslash Enneagram. That's focus.rightsideupleader backslash Enneagram. If you are an Enneagram 7, you're married to one, you met one one time, there's one on your team, please send them this guide. I want to be as practical as possible. Go grab that free download. Now back to our episode. Well, guys, I love having conversations with my wife about this. I love having conversations with teams about this, with those that I coach in one-on-one coaching, those we do group coaching with. If you would like my wife and I to come and do a training with your team, you can go to stayforth.com backslash Enneagram. You can find out a little bit more about the trainings that we offer from an informational kind of 1.0 training all the way to a team intensive. How does this affect your team? Uh, in a couple days, we can really bring some team cohesion around this as well. We love offering couples nights, date nights, and we are willing to come across the country if the right opportunity presents itself where we can come and train your team. So go ahead over to stayforth.com backslash Enneagram. You can see some of the options. Guys, we love the feedback we're hearing from these podcasts. Some of you have texted us saying you were in tears during an episode. Some of you have said you learned one key question. You had a key takeaway. It was better than some of the books that you've been reading recently. We love hearing that feedback. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and a review, that's helpful. But also please reach out through our contact form on our website at stayforth.com. We want to hear from you. We don't just do this to throw this stuff out into the dark and hope that it impacts somebody. Please let us know how this is helping you grow, how this is changing your life and your leadership. Guys, we're crazy enough to believe that you can lead for the long haul. You can stay healthy. You can become the people God has designed you to be. And we are so excited to hear more and more people's lives are being changed, not only by coaching, not only by the podcast, by our tools, and by so many of the things that we feel so deeply called to do for leaders. So guys, keep it up. Keep sharing your story. You can lead healthy and do it for the long haul. We'll catch you on the next episode.